Everyone, this is Eric Frankhouse from EFP, episode 44. Today we're going to be talking about saying my favorite word, no. I'm serious, we're talking about today. We all heard that, you know, there are games out there where people are said no to more than they are said yes to. And, and well, I want to break that down. Why, why is no said so damn much in certain style of play at a table? No one really wants to hear no. But it's it's common. It's things that we we hear every time we sit down to play a game. A, a GM saying no about a rule, or a player saying no about something that's happening to their characters. They don't agree with it. What causes no? And it is one of my favorite words, but surprisingly, it's not my favorite word as a GM. So let's dive into the topics and kind of you know break this apart. See if we can figure it out. So here's the topics for today. Why say no? Setting up for success. Players no. A GM's no. And then we'll dive into the GM tips and the closing for what is a new GM month, which I love seeing new GMs come out of the woodwork during this time frame. So that's what the topic's going to be today. I want to break them down, and I think you're going to be a little surprised by this episode. Why say no? Sometimes no is the answer. Uh, but it should always be followed by a constructive criticism. Not a crit, not a constructive decapitation, but an actual constructive criticism after saying no. No, you can't be a superhero in our fantasy game is a fair thing to say. But why are you having to say that? No, you aren't going to burn down the village and walk away scot-free. Again, the player thought it was okay to do so. Or a player saying, this isn't a PvP game. I talked about this. I don't want to do that. Stop stabbing me. Now, these three examples of why saying no may seem a little extreme, but they are things that happen. And I see a lot of them during new GM'd games, or I see them during a game where everyone went and made their characters and there was no conversation. This is a problem. You are not, you should not have to say no to these because the people coming into the game, yourself included, should have known in advance what in the actual hell you were playing. If you had to say no to these things recently, I don't know if you've listened to the rest of my podcast. Um, I think that having to say no to these is one of two major things. One, you're saying no because you have a brand new player that hasn't played with a group or GM who has not played with a group of people and you're having to say no to him about things. Or two, you might be at a convention. Those are the two ways I think this happens the most frequently. Granted, there's always the other reasons, but those are the two big ones that I have seen these kind of no's said at a table. So how do we stop from having to say no in this way? No is a tool in a GM in a player's arsenal. And it's used in storytelling. It's used in no, I don't want to be a part of this game. It's used in nah, I don't want to talk about this stuff. No is a powerful word. But if it's used too much... it loses its gravitas. It loses its meaning. It loses the ability for no to be two letters that can stop an action, that can stop something from happening at a table. So why say no? Just think about this during the rest of this episode. And I think all this will start to fall into place as we break down the next couple topics.
So let's start with setup for success. There's a new term that I've come to realize the more I've recorded these episodes and the more I GM at conventions, the more I'm on panels, the more I design. And everyone talks about transparency at the table. Everyone talks about, you know, having that session zero. And I think the term that really comes out of this for myself is transparent setup. You should be having a conversation about the do's and don'ts, wants and want nots of your game session between you and your players or players and your GM or other players or the mix of that table. A little different when you sit down at a convention, you get you usually get five minutes to say what's going on, but at home you can set up for success. I've done previous episodes on transparency and how to set up a campaign, but what this really means to me is if you are saying no, frequently saying no, saying no to things like, no, you can't have a firearm in this game. You know, that kind of feel, that means that you didn't set things up properly to begin with. And if you're a player saying things like, no, my player wouldn't do that. Or my character isn't that kind of person. Besides those cases where you are using that as an excuse, but you're being real, like I wouldn't kill a child. That's not something my character would do. Those no's mean that there was some things not talked about beforehand. And I think that is missing in a lot of a lot of games. I think people forget to have that setup conversation. So here's my idea for things that you should be doing in your transparent setup. Theme for the game and setting, players should be weighing in on those as well. It should be a conversation either in your Discord, your Facebook group, uh, Instant Messenger, whatever chat you're using, before you even set it at the table, you should be having conversations about expectations of the game. What is cool and not cool. If you're playing a bunch of mercenaries and you guys are good with PvP, then maybe that is part of your game. But in general, it's usually not. And you'd think, I don't need to say that. Well, we live in a game of video games, so you kind of do. You need to talk about that. The power level of play. I see this a lot in superhero games, from being street level all the way up to being, you know, your your Superman. But even in fantasy settings, are you guys thieves skulking in back alleys playing, you know, Brett's Avalon? Or are you playing in a high fantasy, high magic setting with courts like Magic and Monsters? What are you doing and what level of play should the players and the GM be preparing for? Is using magic in creative ways allowed? Or is this a by-the-books game? If we are talking playing raw, rules as written, that should be talked about in the beginning. I, as a GM, I'm not a big rules as written fan. I think rules are there as guidelines to help make decisions when you can't make one yourself or everyone's at a stalemate. And then after that, you need aftercare. The wind down. You don't go work out and bench and run and do a bunch of stuff and not cool off. We've all learned that's how injuries are formed. Well, the same thing is true about gaming. I've learned a lot in running a living community where ICRP can get heated. And we do have an opt-in PvP option. And this can raise blood level, like blood pressure levels high for both the people running the community and those involved and even those watching. Sometimes that's a, a, a response that we want, but... Sometimes it's not. These things are things that can be taken care of in aftercare. As soon as that session's over, you go, all right, everybody, great show or great ICRP or great session. 
real quick. Everyone's good, right? This was a this was a fight between two players because they both opted in. Are you guys still good as people? Did you have fun? And then you got to handle it from there and be ready. If the answer is no, then you got to talk to him. And maybe you have to retcon that into a dream. Or maybe you just wipe it because both people realize it wasn't something for them. But no one should feel bad after a session. You should talk about it. I've had this happen in home groups too, where I have to have some conversation because they are having what I call the bleed in between in-character and out-of-character experiences. And it's a common thing for all people because we're invested in our hobby. So make sure you're setting yourself up. And that's kind of all there is to that. A little bit of prep goes a real long way. And I'm someone who doesn't prep, and I'm saying that. Player knows. Players have the right to say no to other players and to other GMs. Or I should say just GMs. Player knows is their way of saying, I'm not comfortable. Or I don't want to be involved in this kind of scene. Now, while GMs have the tendency to take over players instead of asking questions, I've noticed that this is a older school mentality um, or a new GM mentality where you feel like you need the story to go in a certain direction. And instead of asking the players questions, the players have to say, no, I, I don't want to do that. My character does not walk across the room and hit the wall with my hammer and let the trap go. Like, why would I do that? Just because the GM wants the trap to happen. Player agency is important, and when a GM takes that away, the player has the right to say no. It's that 10%. It's that time where a player needs to put their foot down and go, I'm not having fun. No, this shit isn't acceptable. You don't have to be a dick about it, but you do need to feel okay saying no. Have the confidence to do so. It's your game as well. Just because people are taught that no can be bad doesn't mean that a no is always wrong. I think that uh, GMs and players that play games where no is the consistent answer is a, a certain style of play. And if everyone opted in for that in the beginning to do, you know, Tomb of Horrors, um, that's acceptable. But... Let's just talk about some other times that players say no. Players say no to PvP. Just like, wow, it's opt-in. Like, not all players want PvP, and that's really something that doesn't go over well in a lot of games. I've tried it in Iron GM. It, you know, it didn't place me at first. I've tried it in uh, other situations. and In our ICRP and in our living community, PvP opt-in can be good, but you're risking player death. Actions against them that are uncomfortable. It's the X-card situation, the, the veil situation, where they're like, you know, that's kind of a personal issue for myself. I'd like to say no to this. It's not something I want. It doesn't have to be horrible. But again, could have avoided these first two with that transparent setup. No to rules. This one is hard. If you have a character and you know your rules for your character because the GM has asked you to know your rules for your character and you go to do something, the GM says, oh, well, it, it, this is how it's going to work. You say, no, that's how the rules are in this. Why are we changing it? Again, that is one of those situations that a player can say no. Like I, this, I built this because that's how the rules work. If you guys have all invested in a rules-based game during your setup. These are areas that players can say no. They're important. They should be allowed. And uh, and the GM needs to be ready to field those. But let's talk about the GM knows. The GM know. The most common 
of no's at a table. More common than the player no, more common than the rules no, is the GM saying no. Look, no is a great tool, but 80 to 90% of the time, it's a cause that you're saying no because you need to change habits at the table, yourself included. For example, teach, don't pray. And I mean that P-R-E-Y. Praying on a player too often to make a story go well, it can be a good trope to use, but doing it so often that it's no longer fun for the player to see failure at every corner, even in a Cthulhu game, doesn't work well. you got to teach them why you're saying no, because it's the only way you can stop it from happening again. If it isn't going to happen during the session, do it after, and that aftercare part that I've talked about, or if you did your setup right in that transparent setup, you talked about it then. That transparent start is important. You will avoid having to say no as a GM if you do so. If you did your due diligence and thought about what type of game you are wanting to run, sit down with the players. I'm even closing my eyes as I'm doing this. Sit down with your players. Talk about the game you're about to run, the setting, where it takes place, the rule system, if it's D&D, if it's Eclipse Phase, whatever it is you're playing. And you all agree to the series of questions and then talk about them and say, all right, here's what we're doing. And you canonize your upcoming campaign. Rules are important. Uh, we will only take five minutes to look them up. Although at the end of the session, we have a tally. Someone's recording those. We will look them up afterwards. Or, yes, we're playing in a high magic setting. If you're not going to be someone who uses magic, you are going to be the weakest link. This is a common thing. Players always want to play the opposite of what you say is common. They all want to be that Wolverine that I've talked about in a previous episode. These are the things that will cause problems. And this is why I think your Session Zero and Transparent setup should be in person, or at least all in voice together or a chat, where you're all talking about the setup of the game together. Rules no. The classic. I'm going to halfling, I'm going to run up the back of the dragon and stab it in the eye, or I'm going to run up the back of the giant and stab it in the eye. That is what I want to do. The GM can say no. But if you're the GM saying no, wouldn't it have been better if you said, well, let's roll and see if you can do that. And depending on the success of their roll determines if they're able to run up and do that. Let's be honest. A dragon getting stabbed in the eye for a dragon that's probably only going to last five rounds anyway, really not going to be that big of a deal. Decide it has regeneration, sees well enough out of one eye, screw with his perception. The player got to have a moment that they will always remember. And you can say, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I will tell you, you need to beat this AC by at least 10 to do so, or beat this AC by 5 to do so, or roll with advantage, both have to hit. That is a great way to show those called shot moments. Instead of saying, no, you're not doing that, roll to hit. You just took away player agency and possibly a good story. That's that's not good storytelling. That's just you saying no. I hope that makes some sense before I go into my GM tips on this. Hey everyone, this is Eric Frankhaus. I'm doing a bumper for my own show, and it's about New GM Month. 
If you're a new GM getting ready to take the plunge to sit down behind the GM screen, I have a few quick tips for you. One, YouTube's your best friend. Check out things from Matt Mercer, Satine Phoenix, Matt Coville. They will give you the tips you need to be successful on your first venture out. Two, Never Unprepared, amazing book for setting up your campaigns. Yeah, you gotta read, but it's fantastic. Three, podcast, hook and chance, myself, other people who are out there, find people running games. There are numerous that are trying to help people be better GMs. And last, tooting my own horn, if you want to try prepping for an adventure, but you want to read a 60-page book, try one of my plotted adventures. You can find one right now on DriveThruRPG. It's a little dark, but it is set up for ease of use. You get a map and a plot web and audio logs you listen to, and you plot out how your adventure is going to go. And better yet, it's systemless. So any system you decide to run, you can use it for. But that's it for me. And, and you know what? There is a last tip. It's not as hard as you think. You sit down behind that screen, run a few sessions, and you realize it's actually pretty easy. So by now, if you haven't realized what my GM tips is going to be, it's that no is a 10% rule. At least for me it is. In my personal life, I say no to stuff. But as a GM, I'm a yes and kind of person. If you are running a game and you aren't saying yes to most things then you're missing out, in my humble opinion, in my bragging opinion, you are missing out when you don't say yes. The more you say yes to players, the more you're going to get stories you did not think of. The more they're going to flesh out that script that you were writing, the more they're going to flesh out the outline that you made. Saying yes and is the key to being a better GM. You play by the rules, you can use the rules, but when your player asks you, hey, I don't want to sneak in and steal the weapons from all the people in this place. Instead of saying, no, there's too many, you can't do it. It should be a, yeah, and here are the risks and rewards of doing so. Or someone says, ooh, we're going to siege a castle? I know what we're doing. Let's go get an army of X. Instead of saying, no, you don't have time. You say, yes, and how are you going to do that? You have two weeks. Yes, and is the answer. No should only happen if it is a game-breaking or immersion-breaking moment. Such as someone making fart jokes in the middle of your game, but you're playing Cthulhu, and you didn't want humor at that time. Like, guys, no. Come on. Let's continue on. Or, if you need to say no because you can tell somebody at the table is getting uncomfortable. Nah, we're not doing PvP today, but if that is something you want to do, talk to the other player about opting in later. That 10% should carry weight. But if you use no 50% of the time, it doesn't carry anything. It's a lowercase. So my tip to all you is say yes more. Say yes more as a GM. Say yes more as a player. And make sure you have that transparent setup so that your no's are because people are breaking the rules you all set together. But, I mean, really, we're here to play a game. And you should be having fun. Pretty simple, right? So in closing, I just want to say thanks again. Uh, This is the second one for the month, and I love doing this. We're on episode 44. God, this has been going on, I think, for like three years with breaks and all that other jazz. But we're still here and still doing it. And by we, I mean us. 
So if you liked this or liked other episodes in the EFP podcast, call into the show using the Anchor app or through the Anchor.fm website. You can call in and I'll put you on. I can answer your questions as an Iron GM. Next, new GM month, everybody. January is about over. But if you have a player at your table and you're a GM and you have not given them the chance to run a game, guess what? You're failing as a GM passing the torch. Help other GMs become better GMs and help players take a seat behind the screen, even if it's just a one-shot or three episodes or a module. Let them spread their wings. Because the more GMs we have, the more chances GMs get to play. So, NewGameMasterMonth.com is sponsored by Chaosium, Pelgrane Press, Atlas Games, and Monty Cook Games. And they have a great write-up of things you can do, along with a Facebook group to be a new GM and where you can find players and all that fun stuff. But that's it for me. I will say watch for the first plotted adventure to go up on DriveThruRPG for free this month. I probably think it's going to go up on Friday. That means the first one will be free and the second one will be there for you to purchase if you really like the first one. While they are a trilogy, you can play them by themselves. That's it for me. Like always, everyone, especially during New GM Month, especially when no should be your 10% answer. Watch, listen, learn. Be a better gamer, all. <laughs>